Hey guys, welcome back to In the Red Zone Podcast. I know it's been a long time since March, but I'm here, I'm back. NFL Week 1 just happened, and let's go straight into NFL Week 2. We got a primetime game tonight, Thursday night, September 15th. Chargers go to Kansas City. Huge game, obviously, in aspects of the AFC and the AFC West as a whole. Mahomes versus Herbert, Reed versus Staley. I mean, there's so many different matchups here that you can talk about. It's just incredible. So let's go on straight to key aspects for what the Chargers offense is going to need to do. And what the Chargers offense is going to need to do is just score points. I mean, come on, it's pretty obvious. But the Chiefs defense isn't exactly the best in the business. But they did shut down Arizona. Kyler Murray didn't really play all too well. Sure, he's got good stats on paper, but that was garbage time. Uh, And Kansas City was just able to be suffocating. was just suffocating to Arizona. I mean, they really shut down Kyler Murray, who's one of the more explosive quarterbacks in the league. And on the other hand, the Chargers with Justin Herbert were able to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. That's a huge victory win, especially in the AFC East. And Herbert was perfect on the night. I mean, 26 for 34, 279 yard, yards in the air, three touchdowns. I mean, the man was accurate. He was slinging the ball. He didn't cause any turnovers, and that's why the Chargers ended up beating the Raiders because Derek Carr had three picks while Justin Herbert only had no, had no picks, obviously. And last week was disappointing running-wise for the Chargers. Austin Eckler only having 36 yards, Kelly with 21, Michelle with 12. So, it's definitely disappointing offensively for the Chargers only scoring 24 points. But then again, when you have Justin Herbert, you can turn your, your offense is just that more explosive. And they just have to keep battling with the Chiefs. They have to establish the running game because Arizona fell too late. And when they started coming back, Mahomes already had five touchdowns on them. And there's nothing that they could do at all. And key def- key aspects for the Chargers defense is... You got to hold this team to 30. You got to hold the Chiefs to 31 points. That that is what I'll give you in order to win this game. The ch- Listen, you're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes and make him only score 10 points a game. No, that's just not possible right now. And who knows? We'll probably see a team do it in this year, but I wouldn't bet my bet your money on it. The Chargers, they have defensive playmakers. They got JC Jackson, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. I mean, this defense is loaded. And it was surely able to do that against the Raiders, who are one of more explosive offenses with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs. So they were able to hold, force three turnovers on on John, on Derek Carr, who I find to be a very good quarterback in this league and who's been very consistent and really doesn't have those games where he forces it out too much too much. I mean, Bryce Callahan with the interception, Drew Tranquil, Asante Samuel Jr., a name that I didn't even mention, who is a stud. Derwin James is another one who's an incredible player that and highest paid safety in the league that just need, that can change this game for the Chargers. But when you take a look at it, are they going to be able to against Mahomes? I mean, when you look, take a look at the when you take a look at the box score for the the Chiefs game, 44 to 21 in Arizona. I mean, it's just incredible. Mahomes, 30 for 39, 360 yards and five touchdowns. That's crazy. Isaiah Pacheco ran for 62 yards and a touchdown. Edwards Hilaire had two touchdowns receiving. Uh, Travis Kelsey, eight for 121 and a touchdown. Juju had a good game. Marvis Dallas-Scantling got in there a bit. Nicole Hardman got a goal line touchdown. 
The Chiefs, without Tyreek Hill, they're able to spread the ball wider. And sure, even though Travis Kelsey is the one who's getting the most receiving yards, that's how it was before. The Chiefs haven't lost a step. Listen, are they going to be better without Tyreek Hill? No. But are they going to be fine? Yes. And that's what it is. And so are the char- when you take a look at the matchups, are the Chargers going to be able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs? On paper, you could say yes. I mean, Derwin James could could go one-on-one with Travis Kelsey, and we could see how that goes. J.C. Jackson could go on Juju Smith-Schuster. Asante Samuel could go on Sky Moore or MBS or even McCall Hardman. Yes. And Joey, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack could cause enough damage. The Chargers are built to beat the Chiefs. That's what they're looking at in this division. They're not looking to overtake the Broncos or the Raiders. They already are better than the Broncos and the Raiders. What they're looking to do is go that extra mile and go over the Chiefs, which they have the ability to do. It's just the question is, can they get it done? And my opinion, it's not. I think the Chiefs, it's in Arrowhead. They always beat the Chargers. Mahomes is just another breed right now, and he's quite frankly unstoppable at the moment. He really is unstoppable at the moment. I mean, I know it's week one, but still, Mahomes is always, especially at home, in, in September, during prime time, he always turns on another gear. And, I mean, Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could be a, a two-back horse, even though they're not the best running backs. But Pacheco has gone up in value tremendously, especially for fantasy users. Travis Kelsey is still the best tight end in the league. I don't care who you say is better. Travis Kelsey is the best in the league. Juju Smith-Schuster is a very good option. And then you got your speed demons and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and McCold Harmon to do the Tyreek Hill-ish sort of job. They're not going to replace Tyreek entirely. And Sky Moore, the rookie, he had a catch for 30 yards. They're going to try to get him more involved. That's why they drafted him in the second round of the draft this year. And they want to get him involved. You don't use to do the second round pick and just throw him on the bench. But taking a look at the Chiefs defense, I mean, listen, Nick Bolton, Legereus Sneed, Justin Reed, uh, Chris Jones, there's Trent McDuffie, Carol Loftus. There's so many good pieces on this defense. And honestly, I just think that they're going to be able to do enough do enough to get to stop Herbert. Maybe not even force Herbert to do a turnover, but we know the Chargers love to go with four on those fourth downs. And I think the Chiefs have the playmakers in order to maybe get stop the Chargers from getting three out of four fourth downs and maybe get maybe make them only get two out of four. And just take those crucial game moments like late in the fourth quarter when Herbert they need a touchdown or they're down by four points and they gotta go get the go get a touchdown and they're on the 30 it's fourth and five the Chiefs have the playmakers and the talent in order to get that done and also let's take advantage of let's take a look at the home crowd I mean Arrowhead is one of the loudest it's one of the most intimidating atmospheres in all of American sports and taking a look at it they're going to be rocking it's the 50th anniversary of Arrowhead Stadium tonight the Chiefs are going to be rocking the stadium is going to be rocking the fans are going to be rocking and Sure, this game this this game looks like the Chargers could do it on paper. They do have the better squad, but I'm gonna take trust my gut. I'm gonna take Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to crawl out of win. I'm gonna say 35 to 31, classic shootout in Arrowhead tonight. All right, now let's take a look at the rest of the schedule. I know I went a little long there with the Chiefs game, but it's the primetime game. It's the it's the main feature. It's the biggest game of the week. Got to go a little bit in depth here. Now we're going to Heinz Field, or formerly Heinz Field, with the Patriots at the Steelers, who I'm going to take the win of this game. 
I'm going to go the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, the Patriots just looked like an offensive train wreck, la- train wreck last week in Miami. I mean, seven points against the Dolphins. The Dolphins have a very good defense, but come on. Seven points, really? Really, New England? I mean, take a look at Mac Jones' stats. 213 passing yards, 21 for 30, a touchdown and a pick. Okay numbers, but nothing nothing crazy. They they weren't able to run the ball at all. They did they didn't even get a hundred yards on the ground. Jacoby Myers was the only receiver who showed up at a bit. Uh Devontae Parker did nothing against his former team. And Miami just were the better team overall in that game. But when you take a look at New England, it's a bit of dysfunction right now. And listen, there's always Bill Belichick, so there's always the chance that they pull a couple wins out of their ass and are suddenly in the playoffs. Listen, that's possible. But Bill Belichick has not, not had squads weak like this. There's not a lot of great receiving options. The O-line is a bit banged up. It's not this, the monsters that they were when Brady and Gronk were around. You don't you, you paid for Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, and they haven't really been utilized all that well. Um, and first of all, you got Mac Jones receiving plays from Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, two head coaches that failed in their stints in the NFC, but also who are defensive coaches. They don't know jack shit about offense. Well, they do. They know more than me, but regardless, they're not very good offensive numbers. I mean, you take a look at the Giants last year with Joe Judge. Their offense was pitiful. I know that Mike Glennon was in, but even with Daniel Jones, they were scoring 10 points a game. Matt Patricia never got on with Matt Stafford and the Lions, and the only reason he might have scored more points than he did is because he had Matt Stafford, who proved that after that once he left the Lions, he could sling the ball and win the Super Bowl. So give me the Steelers on this one. I mean, this, this is going to be an ugly game. I mean, Mitch Trubisky is probably going to like not have the greatest performances. Najee Harris is questionable, but the Steelers' defense will do exactly what they did. This will be another carbon copy game of the Miami game. Pittsburgh is going to force turnovers. They're going to get in Mac Jones's face, and they'll do just enough. They'll get a defensive touchdown. They'll get a bunch of sacks, even with the loss of TJ Watt. Mika Fitzpatrick will probably get another. Mika Fitzpatrick could get another pick six. Honestly, I would not be surprised at all. Give me the Steelers in this one. Trubisky will do just enough, and considering, and Najee will drag. Najee probably, if he plays, will drag them over the line. But Deontay Johnson, expect a big game from him, even though the Patriots secondary and defense is is good. But expect Deontay Johnson to break out and, I say, have a 100-yard game in this. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. Now, we're going to the Meadowlands. We got Panthers. We got Giants. I'm stoked for this one. I'm going to this game myself. So, let's talk about it. The Pan- get Who I'm going to take in this game, as much as, as much as the realist in me wants to pick the Panthers, I got to go to the Giants, man. The Giants are 1-0. There's hope. There's pride in New York. Brian Dable has built, looks like he's building a culture of just fun and success, and their players are really buying into it. Uh, Saquon looks like his 2018 Rookie of the Year self, and he's running the ball efficiently. He's running through the tackles. He's not just trying to make the big flashy plays, and it's perfect because he would get, he averaged nine yards a carry, nine yards a carry against the Titans. That is insane numbers for him. And now especially, I mean, he's having monster. He had a monster performance, the best running back last week. And the defense, even though they they didn't put up much, they didn't put up any turnovers, besides a special teams muffed, muffed punt. They held Derrick Henry to under under 100 yards. They 
were crucial. They played very good in very crucial moments, especially on fourth, fourth and th- three, third and fourth downs. They did, however, did fail on the last drive, which indeed the Titans should have made that kick. But kick special teams did not help the Titans. That's why they lost that game. And the Giants took advantage of it. They went for two. Dable did the ballsy call, trusted the ball to Saquon. They got it. And at the end of the day, I just think the Giants are going to win this game. But let's talk about the Panthers a bit. You know, Baker Mayfield had Baker Mayfield had a crappy first half. Then he came back, played very well. Should could should have won the game against his former team. A bunch, bit of questionable calls, and the fact that Cade York, rookie kicker out of L, out of LSU for Cleveland, was the only kicker to really make his game winning kick when it mattered the most the first time. Looking at you, Chris Boswell. So. I mean, listen, Christian McCaffrey is always a dangerous weapon. You got Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, some very good wide receivers, especially DJ Moore. I mean, he can do stuff to this Giants secondary, which is just definitely a point of, of weakness. The Giants secondary is weak besides Xavier McKinney. They got a lot of young corners in there. They got a lot of unproven corners in there. So if Baker Mayfield is going to win this game for the Panthers, he's going to attack the Giants secondary. I don't know if he's going to be able to run the ball on them with McCaffrey, but McCaffrey, he's still such a deadly weapon in the receiving game that it might, that you still will be able to get him utilized either way. But I'm going to say the giants, they got the home crowd, Saquon's back. I just feel like they have the momentum and I feel like Carolina is just going to follow. I think Carolina is going to get in their own way. I think Mayfield might force one or two throws that might be intercepted by McKinney. Dane Belton might be coming back. And who knows if we get Kayvon Thibodeau and Azizu Jolari, expect that giants pass rush to be twice th- so much more dangerous than it was last week. All right, now we're going to go speed round. Speed round. There's a bunch of games. It's like 15. I got 15 minutes left on this with Anchor. So let's go. Jets, Browns. And this is a tough game to call. But I'm in the battle of the backup quarterbacks, I'm going to go Cleveland. Cleveland has the better roster overall. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are just deadly enough to kill the Jets on their own. And even with Amari Cooper, Jacoby, at the end of the day, when you take a look at Jets, Browns, they both have backup quarterbacks and Joe Flacco and Jacoby Brissett. And at the end of the day, which one would you trust more to win a game against one another? And you got to go Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he played he played okay, but Joe Flacco was terrible against the Ravens. So you just got to go Jacoby Brissett here. Plus the Browns are home, bit of home field advantage. There we go. Now let's go to Colts-Jaguars. And this is my shock pick of the week. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts always lose in Jacksonville. It's something they've been doing for like the past five years now. You can fact check me on that if you want. But, I mean, listen, at least the Colts are 0-0-1. The tying with Houston was just bad. They were a train wreck wreck that entire game until the fourth quarter. They decided, hey, we want to play some good football. So, tying with the Texans, it doesn't really give them a lot of hope. Sure, they're tied for first in the AFC South now. Just tells you how pitiful that division is. But when you really take a look at, at this team, Matt Ryan, is he? do I think he's really going to propel the Colts to the next level? I did at some points, but looking at this game, I'm not really so sure. And I really don't get why the Colts just keep getting old game manager quarterbacks to try to take them to the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Listen, I get the roster is loaded, but you got to get yourself someone that can do a little more than the Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, or even the Matt Ryans. But I could be proven wrong here. But the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence played well. He did have an interception last game, but he was just chucking that up on on like third or fourth down to save the, save the game. Couldn't really do much. Travis Etienne will get more involved. James Robin, James Robinson had a very stellar game. Christian Kirk was at, got over 100 receiving yards. 
he's looking maybe maybe close to that amount of money that they paid for him. But Trevor Jacksonville always beats the Colts in Jacksonville. I'll give this as Trevor's big game against the against the Colts, and I'll I'll say Jacksonville. They're going to get out an ugly win. Matt Ryan's going to have many turnovers. Jonathan Taylor might get stalled for maybe a hundred yards, but he's not going to have the insane game he will. Josh Allen will get a couple sacks, but give me Duval Nation on this one. This could come back to bite me. We, we always know that you, the Jaguars disappoint when you expect things from them. Now we're going to Baltimore. We got Miami. We got Baltimore. This is a very interesting game. And honestly, my I'm going to go another upset pick here. I'm going to go the Miami Dolphins. And the reason is I just think that Baltimore secondary is weak. And just even say what you want about Tua. I think he's a decent quarterback. You got Hill. You got Waddle. And they could just... They could turn anything crazy. Chase Edmonds was a very, has been a very good player too. Uh, and the Dolphins, they dominated New England. It's going to be a lot tougher with, with Baltimore. But, but but the Jets' defense held Baltimore very well. And using that approach, Miami's defense might force Lamar to make a couple mistakes, fumble the ball. They might stuff the run. And listen, I could very easily see Baltimore winning this game. But my gut's just telling me Miami. I think Waddle and Hill are primed for a big day against a weak secondary in my, down there in Baltimore. And listen, Baltimore's defense played great against the Jets, but it's still Flacco and the Jets. Come on, how can you really trust trust an evaluation like that so far? Now we're going to Tampa, New Orleans, and give me Tampa on this one. Tom Brady, I mean, come on. It's against the Saints. Listen, the Saints have been his kryptonite the past few years, but at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady. Sure, the offensive line has been banged up, but considering the fact that the Saints literally had to in order to win their first game, needed the Falcons to trip over themselves and choke like they always do. Uh, sure, Michael Thomas is back. That's great and all. Jameis played well. But this Buccaneers defense is, an, is a different breed from that Falcons defense. I think that they're going to get, they're going to be able to get to New Orleans. They're going to be able to get to Winston. And who knows, with Winston injured and questionable in this game, I'm sure he'll play because there's no way they want to play Taysom Hill, the quarterback. Even though Sean, I mean, Dennis Allen might do what his former coach Sean Payton does and just loves to get Taysom Hill involved. But give me the Bucks in this game. I think Mike Evans will have a decent Mike Evans might be shut down by Marshawn Lattimore. Julio Jones will get involved and Tampa's defense is just gonna do another another ugly win against for Tom Brady. So we're gonna go to Detroit now. We got Detroit. We got Washington. Give me the Detroit Lions in this game. I think Wentz is going to have a big game. I think Scary Terry and Jahan Johnson could be deadly. But I think the Lions, they, for all the pieces they added, for all the hype they have, this has got to be it. you got to be able to beat the Commanders. The Commanders, again, needed Jacksonville to fall upon themselves, and Carson Wentz's magic inconsistencies to do, to do the job. The Lions, they played the Eagles. They did get blown out a bit by the Eagles, but the Lions just claw and fight in, in games. And I think unlike last year where we're where, – they, sure, they were competitive, but they lost every game. I think it's now time for the Lions to take the next step instead of just towards seven, eight wins for a positive way. And I think you got to beat Washington here. Chase Young is still out. I mean, this team didn't really look that good. Washington didn't really look all that good against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's inconsistent goal line play calling and just their defense choking didn't really gave Washington this win. But 
I think at the end of the day, I know the Lions got dominated by Philly, but Philly's a very good team. Give me the Lions in this one. I think DeAndre Swift or Jam- and Jamal Williams will have a nice day. I know Swift is questionable, but you got DJ Chark, Amon Ross, St. Brown. You got some decent weapons. Hawkins socks. I know, MMG style, but you got Hawkinson. So I think the Lions will do just enough. They're home. I'll give them, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt to claw this one out. Now we're going to the Bay Area, Seahawks, Niners. Give me the Niners in this one. I know Geno Smith played well. I know Trey Lance played terrible, but the Ni- I, and I know this game is in the rain, but the Niners, they'll have the kinks figured out, and Trey Lance will perform much better. They'll go. They'll trust more of the running game. They'll get Debo way more involved. They'll get Kittle involved. They'll put and plus Seattle. They just lost Jamal Adams to a. Uh, season-ending Achilles injury. So at the end of the day, I just got to go to the Niners here. I know Elijah Mitchell's out, but I think they just have the quality and the talent to go past Geno Smith and the Seahawks. But who knows? We could have, we could see what we did last Monday night with Geno just dominate with Geno playing very well. Now we're headed to the other side of, uh, of California. We're going to the Ram- Falcons-Rams. Give me the Rams on this one. The Falcons are not going to be a very good team this year. Sure, they should have beaten the Saints, but... That's what the Fal- that's what we talk every year about the Falcons. They should have done this. They should have done that. They should have won the Super Bowl. They should have won this playoff game. Blah, 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 blah. We hear it every time. I don't think Marcus Mariota is going to be able to deal with the Rams. The Rams will have this bounce back fame game. I know Stafford and the team look terrible against the Bills, but the Bills are the best team in the NFL right now. You can't tell me otherwise. So we're just going to we'll, – we'll take a look. Maybe there will be some issues, but honestly – with covering Kyle Pitts, but honestly, the Rams have the firepower and the star power to just probably beat the Falcons pretty handily. So now we're going to Vegas, Sin City, Arizona versus the Raiders. And honestly, this is going to be a tough game to call, but honestly, I'll just go the Raiders here. I think that Derek Carr is, I think Derek Carr might be better than Kyler Murray, honestly. And I think Arizona's inconsistencies Cliff Kingsbury's weird coaching decisions and lack of keep be, lack of consistency are just going to hurt Arizona this year and I'm just get, I'm just going to give the fact that the Raiders I think they're a good very good team. Devon, you obviously got Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs and I think they ha- and especially on the defensive side of the ball Chandler Jones a figurehead there, but I think you have just enough talent to get past the Cardinals. I could be totally wrong. And Murray goes for five touchdowns and I look like an idiot. But then again, I think that Chandler Jones will get to Kyler Murray. I think that Max Crosby will get to Kyler Murray. I just don't think this Arizona team is good enough to make the playoffs this year. And I think that Cliff Kingsbury needs to go. I'm not very high on Josh McDaniels either, but I'll go the Raiders. They got the home crowd advantage and yeah, give me, give me Vegas on this one. Texans Broncos. I'll go Broncos. I mean, the Broncos have to win this game. If they don't, then it's really going to start to show some issues, especially against Seattle and Houston, who are like supposed to be the top in the top three worst teams and be selecting like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young in April. But I mean, Denver's got enough firepower. Wilson, Judy, Sutton, Williams, Gordon, and the Texans. Sure, Davis Mills seems like a competent quarterback, but the Denver, they have a lot of star power. They'll be home. They got to win this game. Give me the Broncos on this one and the Broncos to probably beat the Texans soundly. Who knows, but we'll see though. Maybe OJ Howard gets more touchdowns. Derek Stingley could lock up Sutton or Judy, but give me Mr. Unlimited in this game against the Texans. 
Now we now this might be the easiest pick of them all. Bengals, Cowboys. Give me the Bengals. The Cowboys don't have Dak. They're playing Cooper Rush. They don't have a lot of receiving options considering it's Dalton Schultz and C.D. Lamb and a whole bunch of unproven rookies and other guys that haven't played with the Cowboys a lot. Zeke didn't really look all that good. Tony Pollard didn't really look all that good. I mean, the entire offensive line of Dallas was feasted upon by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, we've seen what happens when Dak gets injured. It doesn't go well for Dallas. Give me the Bengals in this one. Joe Burrow will bounce back. Evan McPherson will bounce back. Jamar Chase will have another huge game. And expect to see a little more of T. Higgins and Tyler Board than we did against the Steelers. So give me the Bengals on this one. Easy pick. Now for our Sunday night game, Bears-Packers. The Packers look dreadful. The Bears looked decent. But give me the Packers. Aaron, As Aaron Rodgers says famously, he owns the Packer, the Bears. And I just don't think that Justin Fields and that dreadful Bears offense is going to be able to do much. Maybe they hold Rodgers to under, under 30 points, under 28 points, 25. But at the end of the day, I know Pack Rodgers is having problems with his receivers. La da da da. We say this every time at week one with the Packers. Oh, they're done. They're done. They're done. I don't know if they're good enough to win the division against the Vikings, but it's the Packers. Aaron Rodgers will figure it out. He'll have another great game against the Bears, and he'll probably scre- he'll probably get a rushing touchdown on which he screams to the camera, "I own you" for like the fiftieth time. You'll see it again. All right, now we're on Monday night. We got Tennessee. We got Buffalo. Buffalo and Buffalo is the best team in the league. They got the star power. They got the coaching. They have the quarterback. They have the receivers. They have the corners. They have the edge rushers. They got everything. Tennessee lost to a Giants team that, even though I'm a Giants fan, come on, you really shouldn't be losing to this Giants team and choking it in the way that you did. Buffalo is just a better team overall on paper and basically nearly every aspect except for the fact that the Titans have Derrick Henry. So give me the Buffalo in this one. This will be an easy game. This might be closer than you expect because we've seen the Titans battle before. They were the number one seed in the AFC last year for a reason. But at the end of the day, give me Buffalo. This will be an easy, this will be this is what one an easier pick. Now on Monday night, Eagles Vikings. This is a very tough game to pick, but at the but I will go with the Minnesota Vikings. And I know Kirk Cousins on Monday night is about as reliable as trusting. Lionel Messi to make a penalty for Argentina in the World's Cup. All right. Yes, I had to make that joke. Okay, I'm sorry, Messi fans. Not really, though. Um, but taking a look at the Vikings, they dominated the Packers. Justin Jefferson looks like the, to be the best receiver in the league. And the Eagles did get put up 35 by the Detroit Lions. I know a lot of it was garbage time, but still, it's not like they put in their backups. It took a, took a fourth and a fourth and one conversion to win that game. I know the Eagles are at home. I know Kirk Cousins on Monday night is dreadful. But at the end of the day, when you take a look at the Vikings, they look the bit better team on paper. Zadarius Smith looks like to be a very good free agent. Thielen, KJ Osborne, and Justin Jefferson are very good options for Kirk Cousins. Maybe we could get see a bit more of Irv Smith. I'd like to see that for my fantasy team. But even then, you're you're forgetting about I'm forgetting about Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the league. He will run, he may not run a lot on this Eagles defense. But then again, it's another quarterback situation. Who do I trust more, Jalen Hurts or Kirk Cousins? I'll go Kirk Cousins with the, with the new culture, the new offensive-minded head coach Minnesota brought in. Give me the Vikings in this game. But don't be surprised to see a Philly win, especially with A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, Jordan Davis on the other hand, James Bradbury. I mean, there's the Eagles are such a good team that they're down. It, the NFC East is theirs. 
But at the end of the day, I'll go Minnesota. If Kirk Cousins finally go hump goes over the Monday night curse. And listen, I know he's won Monday night games before, but that's against the Bears. Do we really count that? All right. It's good to be back. I know this episode was a bit rusty, but I'll be back tomorrow. I want to do a lot of college ball talk discussions and I'll then I'll see what see what I can do. Probably not the weekend. I'm going to the Giants game. I got some stuff to do. But at the end of the day, stay in the red zone and I'm back and welcome to season six. See you later.